Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 38. In this episode, we'll be talking about the brand new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sets, an update to bag manipulation, and wrapping it all up with a discussion on cards that we wish we could have more than one version of a character on. So let's kick it off with our review of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle set. Okay, guys, we are here with the Brown Messiah and Ken Pull. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, hey, um, what up? As you guys are listening to this episode, you may notice that last week, the Ninja Turtles set came out yeah, to much fanfare. I know. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, let's be honest. I think all of us are turtle fans. Yes. Like, how can I, you yeah, not be a turtle sure. fan? Absolutely. Um, you know that song was written by Chuck Lorre? Oh, really? Wow. Yes. That Written and performed. So awesome. Nice. Um, so the new set came out, and I know here everybody's excited because I know for a fact that Game Haven Sandy sold out of all their sets on the first day. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> good, were, pro- good problem to have Yeah. yeah Game exactly. Haven Sandy. Yeah, always a good problem. So we wanted to give you guys a kind of quick review on what cards... I'm, you guys have been playing a lot of it as a late on mm-hmm. what cards stuck out in the set. So where do, you, where do we want to start out? Um, first off, you can make an actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles team work. Now. Yeah. It is finally possible. And it can be pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, like, I, re- I really, really love what they did with the Turtles in this yeah, set. Yeah, like within, within set or within universe, especially if you can go within universe and use uh, characters from the first Turtles set, you can make something really, really strong. Um, between every character, er, so every Turtle has Turtle power, and then uh, which... While its active reduces the purchase and, and cost they, of other turtle they, they affiliated, most characters. of them still stay in line, except for that one random one, right? From the yeah, other. yeah, yeah they no, they're all, all four of them have an identical just just mm-hmm. turtle power. All of the turtles cost five, just like uh, they did. In the there's fruit. one of each energy. Um, they all have a version with turtle power, and then they all have a version where you pay one of their energy when they attack, and they'll do two direct damage, and then they each have a unique ability. Mm-hmm. I thought this was actually really, really cool, and I believe they did the similar uh, that they kept with the same thing that they did in the first one. Yeah, it's similar. Leonardo was kind of the outlier in the first mm-hmm. one. He had a wonky ability, yeah. But um, yeah, and uh, so they also added Turtle Power to another character, and that is April, and she's a two cost. She's not Turtle affiliated, so Turtle Power doesn't do anything for her. But you can buy a turtle power character turn one I, I and like actually start reducing those five costs into something manageable yeah. pretty much off the at the start of the game. Yeah, I, I kind of liked how they have make these kind of so called support characters not have the affiliation. Mm-hmm. Where some people are like why doesn't it have? But I'm like it does kind of make sense that they're not part of the team per se, but they're helping the team in a way. Well, and it also kind of balances it out. And I yeah, think. it's. Um, I mean, it could be argued whether or not it's a flavor win, but mechanically it works really nice. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the other things, that one, just on those turtles, one of the things that kind of stuck out to me was me specifically for one of the unique ones was Raphael. Um, I am a really big fan of anything that can protect any of your characters. And his unique one says, while Raphael is active, turtle, um, the turtle-affiliated character dice you control cannot be targeted by opposing action dice or global abilities. So this is kind of like a um, uh, raven. Yeah, kind of like a raven um, yeah. for turtles. That kind of protection is always nice to have, mm-hmm. especially if you're building around that. Plus mm-hmm. it's a shield. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. It, and it, it fits. fits there. <laughs> um, so my, what's the next turtle? You know, let's let's cover all the turtles in the yeah, unique so, abilities that stuck out. Um, my favorite of the unique abilities is Donatello Technologic. When Donatello attacks, deal one damage to target opponent for each other active uh, turtle character you control. Uh, I think this one. I didn't even notice it at first because I was looking at all of the pay and energy to get uh, mm-hmm. two damage through. This is so much better. Yeah, like, it is really, really strong when you have a turtles affiliated team. Yeah, and and you can even just combo it off with uh, with any of the other turtles that do the two damage. So oh yeah, yeah. You can yeah. So really, you really, really start getting really in get, there. You know, you're getting four at one up mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Well, and uh, just with Donatello, you can get up to four per attacking die. I mean, it's mm-hmm. he can do a lot of damage. You know, if you have three Donatellos and one of each other turtle affiliated character characters, mm-hmm. you can do twelve damage direct on Ouch. one attack phase. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, painful. It's pretty, it's, it's and that's not counting big. if they have blockers for all of the guys. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah, before just, attack yeah. damage. That's that's just when assigned to attack. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna get into that free um, damage there. With uh, the other um, unique one that I uh, for Leonardo was it's essentially a, a sort of retaliation damage. Um, when while Leonardo is active, when a turtle uh, character die is KO'd, deal one damage to target opponent. So this is just an awesome one to have, uh, kind of the defense if you're attacking a lot with yeah. your, your turtles and they. I kind of wish they'd have just used the keyword retaliation. Yeah, yeah. When they do this and they they reprint I, stuff, what, what, that's what, like yeah, the exact what, same. Yeah, what what, they, uh, I, what I think they do is they try to kind of make it simpler, just in case you have a lot more new players. Yeah, where when like when they um, when they when they reprint it without using the keyword, it makes it feel mm-hmm. like the keyword is dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one, uh, and then the, the last hurdle. Yeah, one. The last one. I feel like it's kind of it's too situational. To yeah, me. It's Michelangelo just too niche has uh, while he's active, whenever a villain character die, KOs a turtle character die. KO that villain character die, and it goes to the use pile instead of the prep area. Mm-hmm. Uh, within set, I guess it could be good. Like this feels like a good card if you're teaching your kids how to play. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of one of those you got to set it up to where you're playing a turtles team against a villains team, mm-hmm. and then then you could get it to work. Other than that, it, it feels way too situational to me. Yeah, and I, and even if you were to try to kind of play around with it, you kind of need a, a villain maker. You need you know just a little a, a bunch more. Yeah. To add to add to it that just seems makes it a little bit too complicated to Mm -hmm. just get it all set up um and then there's one more turtle affiliated character although not one of the main four and that is metalhead and he kind of makes the turtle affiliation really really Mm -hmm. really hard to stop especially within set yeah Uh, he's a six cost shield and it says when he's when metalhead attacks other non-metalhead turtle affiliated character dice cannot be blocked Oh, I love it. Yes. I love it. Uh, I think that the lowest attack of any of the turtles is a, a, there's a one with a two. Most Mm -hmm. of them are three, four, and five. There's a couple of sixes in there for their attacks, you know, at their various (laughs) levels. They're all pretty sturdy dice. When you factor in uh, Donatello's direct damage Mm -hmm. or any of the other ones' direct damage, you're looking at a one-shot kill. Mm -hmm. Like, it is 
there's a ton of damage that can be done. There's just nothing your opponent can do about it when you have Metalhead and a Turtles team. Yeah, and it just yeah. it seems so like the perfect right at the end of the episode, right? The turtles are just rallying together and just beating yeah. up the bad guy. I love it. Well, yeah. and I and I what I actually really literally love about it is how they did the exact opposite of what they did in the first set. When the, where in the first set the turtles felt really weak, and you're only thinking about villains. At that yeah, point. exactly. All you were you were mostly just playing Casey Jones and villains, and that was pretty much it. Now yeah, you Casey have a, and Foot Ninja in the first set. Yeah, and now and now you just and now to me it just fits the flavor. It's it's finally we have our turtles set that you, you can play as the turtles and actually play in a and beat your opponent as the turtles you know i think that yeah. was really great i really loved it for the turtles they use the classic art from the old cartoon also yeah. so yeah that, that yeah. makes me so happy yeah i've, I've yeah. seen yeah. some mixed opinions that they did use some of the nickelodeon art and then some of the classic art put together well yeah. in in the first set they kind of had that they went more for that also. they had yeah. mm-hmm. well they had the comic book and some of the old show and with this one they've got the old show and the newer show and I think one or two I from think, the comic book. Yeah, there book are a few also. of them in the comic book. Triceraton, yeah. uh, looks Hamada like Yoshi. Yoshi. Um, but uh, I don't know. The, the, the variance in art can be jarring, I guess, but it's mm-hmm. kind of whatever. I'm yeah. just glad that they put yeah. the turtles the way that everyone expected them to look mm-hmm. in the first uh-huh. yeah. set. Really. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I actually do. And, I enjoy them mixing the art up because I think what happens is we all kind of get a little comfortable with our turtles that we first saw, but the turtles yeah. have been going along for so long. Like, I. I re- what I really wanted, and I think they did a good job of it, is this is the set that you could give to different kind of generations of Turtle fans, and they, there's a chance they might like it and bring oh, yeah. it into the world oh, of the Dice yeah, Masters. Yeah. Also, yeah. And, and also to that point as well, the tur- the dice themselves are actually within their colors. You know, in the last set, it was just the, the text or the little uh, the, graphics. The, the symbol of their weapon. They were all mm-hmm. green dice with the colored symbol yeah. of each, each turtle's and weapon. And this one, now this you, one, can, you can differentiate yeah. actually yeah. which turtle. You can see it from a ones. distance. <laughs> <laughs> who is who? Um, All right. And those were just the turtles. Though. Yeah, so that, that's just the turtles. Um, how about we kind of go, are, are the foot ninjas OP'd again <laughs> in the set or not? No, but I, I like still really, all of them. Yeah, they're still really good. Um, I don't think, I mean, there's, there's. Um, I don't think any of them are quite as good as mm. the one from the first right. set that uh, he gets plus got, one, got plus the giant one for, buff from all yeah, sidekicks. All the sidekicks. But I really, but really like. All of them like, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I really like this one. Um Stick to uh, stick to the shadows. Um, it's a three cost bolt. Uh, it's got ally. When two or more foot ninja character dice you control attack at once, deal damage to target opponent equal to the number of attacking foot ninja character dice, um, which I think is really great. Yeah, you've got you got some more direct damage. You can get up to three. Mm-hmm. I need to stick that on a black um, manta team. The only <laughs> thing about it that I don't love is that it it. Only procs once. It doesn't right. proc per die. It's a it's a win attacks, but it's uh, it's like an active attacking mm-hmm. rather than a per die attacking. The other thing that I don't like about this is I really wish, and it would be a little bit OP if, if it did, but I really wish this one had swarm because this one to me makes more sense to have swarm where you want to swarm into the other two and then attack with all of them, get the max three. If they go through, great. Or if they get KO'd, they just come back. You're going to roll them again. Yeah. We, um, there is one more, one with Swarm again. Yeah. It's, uh, in the first set, there was the two cost with just Swarm, which was pretty cool. This one mm-hmm. is a three cost. It's got Swarm and Ally. And when it's fielded while Shredder is active, or when fielded while Shredder is active, draw a die and add it to your prep area. That can be handy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like how I flavorful it, it is. but I see it more often uh, possibly taking away your Swarm. 
Mm-hmm. If you're if if you field it and you're hoping to get that mm-hmm. swarm on your next turn, you draw it right then. You don't get your swarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, making of, even more of a yeah. case like, the swarm was on the other one. Yeah. And um, personally, my favorite is the. Uh, it's called a glass jaw. It's an ally, and when it's KO'd, move a foot ninja from your used pile to the field zone at level three. Mm. Pairing that up with blue eyes, like Ooh. Ooh, blue yeah. eyes and uh, really black manta, you're you lose nothing. You, if anything, you can go up. Yeah. You know, if you've and, got and him on, what's what's his attack on his level three? Uh, two he, two. He's a level one. He's a one one two one and two two. And level three is the only one that you actually have to pay. The other two are free. So if mm. you field him at a one, at his uh, one one for free, and then you can KO that and get a two two, you've saved what? your fielding cost. Mm-hmm. You have upgraded your guy, and you're either ramping or fielding him again next turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now, now I got like, I wonder how well he's going to work on a sidekick team. Mm. <laughs> Could be really good. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Be, I like him as a well. as a villain on like mm. a villain team. I like him on a sidekick team. I really, I kind of like all the foot ninjas. Yeah, I think they hit it really well with the foot ninjas yep. here. All right, yeah. so those are kind of the two well known characters in the Turtles universe. Where do we want to go next? I really want to go to this Renit Tilly uh, oh, because this was there's one. just not a bad one. Yeah, in this. yeah. yeah that, that oh, seems man. to be a theme in the set. Is like. They like knocked it out of the park on on the characters where mm-hmm. you're like I don't know what to pick exactly. Uh, so all all of her um, versions have really really awesome abilities. The one that I was playing with uh, yesterday was uh, impeccable timing, and she says uh, so. She's three cost bolt. When fielded, you may move a die from your reserve pool to your used pile to roll a different die from your used pile and place it in your reserve pool. Um, and this is just, I really, really like this. There are some timing issues uh, that you kind of have to work out and you have to figure out. Yeah, you got to kind of have a plan for it, but it can absolutely work. Oh, man. And it's just amazing. It's just another really, really cool way because I I like figuring out those ways where you, I don't necessarily have to uh, cycle a die through my bag and I can just either roll it that turn, put it in the field that turn. So this is just something that was really popped out to me and I liked playing around with it a lot. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I think that probably uh, the weakest one of the set is no. what is it? Uh, apprentice, uh, apprentice timestress, mm-hmm. which is a really weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> while she's active, you may re-roll one die one extra time after or during your roll and re-roll step. That's still a strong ability. Yeah, I like, mean, you know. To, when that's the weakest version yeah, of the I character, mean, you're talking about some pretty strong Yeah, especially because if you think about it, in Prime, there's no Parallax Global, and sometimes mm-hmm. you just need that one extra re-roll to get something rolled right. Yeah, yeah think, it can save you. I think Renant Tilly is going to be really, really, really yeah. good at Prime, yeah, especially let's, because yeah, of her last... Not, let, yeah, let's not forget about the, her... Her last too. one, which is the first one, which is one of those ones that are in the spoiler that it came, popped out to me immediately, but um, and stood out as my favorite. But then, anyways, this one... While Renatelli is active, at the end of your roll and reroll step, you may spend any action die in your reserve pool on a non-energy phase to any other phase. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you're going to yeah. always want to roll it to that that best phase, you know. Um, you're, that's, uh, you're putting your cold gun on your double burst. Oh, yeah. So it's you a requ- are, it's like you're pretty much if I put cold gun on team, that's required because I can't roll it on a burst phase yeah, for the life that's, of me. When you roll, um, when you roll your, uh, like big entrance and yeah. you or, need the energy to field if you if you roll the big entrance and you go I, I don't really want to purchase anything i need that energy so that i can field some characters you've got the energy any any uh 
action die what that's I, more situational that you don't want to use the action necessarily, it can always be energy when you want it. What I really love about this is it now opens up all of those action dice that have really yeah, cool yeah, abilities bull, on um, any burst other sides, burst yeah. sides, and now you have the ability to actually switch it over to like the, If you want a more, more reliable relaxing, mm-hmm. bam, there you go. Or there's also another one, Lethal Blow from the first turtle set. It has three different abilities on each of those, oh, on yeah. each of the faces. So now you can yep. choose to like where one of them's like uh, KO a character or something, and then the other one's like put it in your bag or something. Yeah, like so that. let's see. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. It is so uh, on its burst side. It's a, so it, its abilities move target level one character die from field zone to the prep area on its burst side. Instead, target any character die in the field zone on its double burst side. Instead, move any target character die to the bag. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just. I think it's just really cool. Now it opens up everything. Yeah, that I also I know that uh, there's been plenty of times that I've been playing with like Hulk out where it's like okay. If I can roll Hulk out with a burst, I can get that one extra damage, and that's all I'm going to need. And then I don't get it. Yeah. And, and, and then and I'm one damage shy. <laughs> with Renit Tilly, I can turn it to that yeah. burst side and get that one extra damage. I'm it's, really excited really to, cool. to pair this up with the Lantern Power Ring from Justice League. Uh, yeah, that's strong. Oh, man, that's going to be yeah, really I'm fun. Excited. I'm excited for that. Um, all right, so moving More on. Turtles. More, More turtles. More turtles. Anyways. I mean, this is an awesome set. So Yeah, it really is. Um, let's see, Karai, she cares about sidekicks. There's a version that mm-hmm. sidekicks cannot attack. There's a version that buffs your sidekicks, and it only buffs your sidekicks, which is kind of cool. Uh, a lot of the sidekick buffers end up buffing all of them. Yeah, yeah we, we, we kind of had that problem a little bit in the Deadpool set where you yeah, were buffing Yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of buffing your opponent. Um, um, with when, when it comes to within set, I really like uh, Leatherhead, I guarantee. It's a five-cost shield. When fielded, choose a turtle character die, canceling all previous choices. Uh, while Leatherhead is active, that character cannot be purchased or fielded. Uh, Russ played this against me, and he just targeted my Donatello that I oh, had, yeah. and yeah, you can immediately that just completely. Yeah, because yeah, it was, or you yeah. could lock out that Leatherhead that mm-hmm. makes like you. You can just level the playing field if you're if you're going up against. Uh, or metalhead, I think. Yeah, metalhead. Yeah, uh, you can target that metalhead and level the playing field so that they can't all be unblockable, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, there's some good stuff with Hamato Yoshi. There's the uh, the one that has when he is blocked, deal half of the blocking a char- blocking characters attack rounded down to a minimum of one to target opponent. I like that. Yeah, that one's <laughs> yeah. really cool. I mean, he doesn't have he doesn't have particularly good attack stats. So uh, your opponent might not always block him, but you bring a force block, you bring a way to flip his attack. You know, if if I see you attacking with him and you've got an Ant-Man global and a fist to use, I have to block him. Even, it, I have to. Oh, definitely. Even And even within set, you can uh, pair it with uh, Haymaker, um, which is what Russ was doing against me yesterday. And so you keep those fists back so that you can pump him. If he does go through, you can just keep pumping him. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think another one that I really, what was the other one? Oh, uh, the slashes yeah, are slash, actually interesting Slash has well. a couple of really good ones. Um, one that we have here is specimen six. When slash is blocked, deal damage equal to his attack to target opposing character die that is not blocking him. Um, so again, you know, if you can kind of pair this with a force, B- with a force block, block you're talking yeah. about targeted removal of yeah. two characters. Yeah. In one I, shot. I love it. I you mean, know, cause how many times have you ever played and somebody's like, I'm not going to block with my Constantine. I'll just take the damage, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You can, you can pop off of Constantine. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, he's already got good stats. I mean, he's a 3-4, a 5-4, a and a 6-5. But if you pair him with any sort of buffing global, mm-hmm. 
you make them even bigger and you, you can just pop off the biggest things on your opponent's field. It's, it's really, really good. Um, his other one that seems to be getting a lot of attention and could be really strong, especially against uh, like your lantern ring teams, uh, when slashes KO deal damage to target opponent equal to the number of ener- or total energy in their reserve pool. So if you're sitting on a whole bunch of energy, either for uh, to attack with lantern ring or saving it for a bunch of globals. Mm-hmm. If you can blue eyes him on your opponent's turn, you could deal them however much energy they saved in damage on that turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, so, and it's a win KO'd, so if you've got more than one of him, if they're saving, you know, uh, seven damage trying to, yeah, trying to do a yeah. big attack with a ring, you KO all three of them. Mm-hmm. That's 21 damage. You just won on your opponent's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. turn. Uh, so this uh, our, our next character we're talking about, like, I think out of all the art they used in the set, this one, for some reason, like, w- right when I see it, I feel like I'm sitting in front of my television watching the old <laughs> cartoon. Oh, and that's yeah. the Shredder. Yeah, yeah. The, the Shredder art is pretty fantastic. I like this one a lot. Um, the one here uh, that you pointed out to me here, uh, Kenneth, was Shredder Scarred, and it says one fielded players must pay one life to activate a global ability until the end of his turn. Um, so this could be really good in the, the situations where your opponent likes to play globals on your yeah. on your turn. Yeah, you know somebody um, just who just some loves to spam their trusted friend global. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder. Anyway, I could see it being. Uh, I mean, it's obviously situational. I don't necessarily see it being like big and competitive, but I could see it mm. being a real uh, tough thing in like casual settings. Yeah, really discouraging for your Professor X for uh, you know force attacks and stuff like that. Like mm. there's there's some stuff that it could do, and he's also got awesome stats. I mean, he's a mm. four four, a six six, and an eight eight. So you get him on that big side. He's a big body in the field. Um, another one of the shredders that I kind of like is an eight cost. He's the most expensive one in the set, but when he's fielded, move all foot ninja dice and up to two sidekick dice from your use pile to the field zone at level one. Oh, what? I, I, mean, see, I don't remember that, even reading see, that's that. That's another one. one for a sidekick team that I'm just like, oh, that is that is oh, five, awesome. That is five bodies that go to that could go to the field when you field him. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. He's but an eight cost. But he's, he's kind yeah, of prohibit, prohibitive priced, and he puts all the uh, foot ninjas in at level one. So you're talking about five one ones hitting the field. Yeah. Or if you use the other foot ninja from the other set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where you'd want to use it is with the one that gets buffed off of other sidekicks. That you're talking about putting in a, some huge huge numbers all at once. Um, another one that I was really kind of liking and digging was the tiger claws. Um, and actually this, it, again, back to the high costing thing, it's, it's, a, it's the seven cost. So tiger claw lost humanity when fielded deal three damage to each opposing character die. Um, this is just another board clear. Uh, but, and again, it's that seven cost. So it may not be worth it in the long run for that cost, but I just, I like the idea because his stats are solid five, two, six, three, and then seven yeah, three. I'm, that's so what I, that's what I like about these last two cards is their abilities match their cost. It's like if yeah. you're reaching for that, you should be winning the game with it. Yeah, I I like the uh, the six cost tiger claw that when he when attacks deal two damage to target opponent. I like those when attack deal the two damage, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. especially with an, with a, a blink or a distraction global. It's great. You can just keep mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, he's got good enough stats that chances are your opponent's not going to want to take too many of them, which was the thing that kind of ran into a lot with Cheetah in Justice League. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it was worth it to take that extra two or three damage to get that out of the way. Uh, When you're talking five, six, seven, 
it's a lot less worth it to, yeah, yeah. to take a total of, you know, <laughs> nine on the turn so yeah. that you don't have to take two next time. That's, yeah. yeah. That's I, 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 I've yeah, started I really to notice like WizKids one. seems to like to do the when attack, do damage with the cat-like characters. <laughs> yeah, it's a cat thing, I guess. It's yeah, I mean, what cats do. I don't know. I'm allergic to them. So <laughs> um, another one, uh, Triceraton. Mm-hmm. When he attacks, gets plus three to the, to the attack. Unfortunately, the other there's a different one that has yeah. overcrush. <laughs> that, this one with overcrush oh, would be so yes. yeah. so yes. strong. Yes. But uh, I mean, when, you when you're talking about base stats of three, three, four, four, and five, five, you're talking about a po- potential of an eight attack for a five yeah. fist. Character. But, but imagine pairing that with haymaker pin particles or pin particles. Mm-hmm. Let's. I mean, Haymakers, yeah. he's get plus six now. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah he's yeah, going to be really, really huge, huge. Yeah, so. massive in the bottom. Um, I think yeah. the only one that we didn't mention was Casey Jones because... Because he's so disappointed. Oh, oh, just because of, yeah, his last yeah. one was just so like... <laughs> What? The only I played I did play Casey Jones against Russ last night, um, and the only reason that it was successful was because he was trying to swarm on his on his foot ninjas, and I just wouldn't let him because uh, I was using the one uh, uh, penalty box when Casey Jones KOs a psychic character die gain one life, and then he has a global pay a fist psych or target psychic character die must block this turn if able. Yeah, uh, that's so I mean for a two cost he's got out. he's got good stats. He's mm-hmm. a two cost fist. Uh, he's got a his global works really well with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad card. Yeah, he's just he's not. He's not. When you have you know a bar that's already set, it's kind of hard. To, yeah, to yeah, it's so. it's really hard to mm-hmm. hit the yep. the Casey from the yep. first set. All right, so let's just do a quick review over just the basic actions because we do know a bunch of them are reprinted. Yeah, and one of them I know, which is momentum. We're not going to be talking about it because. The KO King has already called dibs on talking about <laughs> this, so we will have a future segment on it. So, yeah. um, uh, what, what the, momentum like, does is it allows you to roll the dice in your prep area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a one cost. Yeah, so. it's it's one cost allows you to roll the dice in your prep area. There's there's p- massive potential for shenanigans that yeah Russ will love to get into later. Yeah, yeah. and then of course we have a couple of those reprints. You may have heard us mention Haymaker, which is anger issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, there's also Splinter's teachings, which is uh, transfer power, and then uh, mu- mutation, which was polymorph. Polymorph, and then yeah. unstable canister, which unstable was magic canister. Oh, magic missile. missile. That's right. Yeah. Um, one of them, the one that that I actually really, really, really like was there's re- also yeah oh, that sorry. reclaim is also like a half Half, half reprint. Yeah, um, it's uh, a, essentially a cheaper ver- version of Escape Incarceration. So you're moving one die from your one use, die from used to, to your prep. prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it costs one less than Escape Incarceration, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the resistance ability to get that second die. But at two cost, it's a, it's, it's a strong two cost yeah. basic action. Mm-hmm. I really like it. All right. So, have, have, so I, the one other question I have to ask, and I think you sort of answered it already, is how well do the two turtle sets work together? Like, say you you get somebody who walks into the game store saying, "Hey, I want to try this Dice Masters thing." Would you suggest them getting both of those and try playing in set just with those two together? An initial, the very first purchase, uh, brand new, starting the game. I, I would say just I have a hard time saying spend sixty bucks on yeah, two sets. Yeah, it's kind of hard to justify that. I would that. definitely recommend the second one over the first one. Mm-hmm. If you love it, if you already like Dice Masters, and the second one is getting you interested, I would recommend getting the first one as well. Um, I had really good success using the Turtle Power Turtles from the first set with some of the direct damage abilities from the second set because the energies changed. So you've got your your bolt turtle uh, reducing cost from the last set, and then your bolt bolt turtle doing direct damage from this set. Uh, 
so you've got more bolts, you know, rolling around to, to get your characters going. It you can increase some consistency that way. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It, they work really well together. There's a ton mm-hmm. of synergy. So if you like, say if you had a good big turtles fan, you'd recommend. Oh yeah, I would say. Oh, if yeah, you're a big yeah, turtles yeah. fan, you should definitely get both. Mm-hmm. If you love Dice Masters, you should definitely get, get the second both. one. I would just. Yeah. I mean, if as far as like just playability, um, I. I played this with a new player, and they really, really enjoyed just just playing the second set. So, I mean, I think if you're just going to get the one set, I would probably yeah. recommend the second yeah. to, set. To a brand new player, I would recommend just getting the second yeah, set. Yeah, like the second set is the one set that now in my mind is when people are like, hey, I kind of want to jump to that competitive level, but I don't have some of these older basic actions. I'm like, get the turtle set. You yeah. won't be we, disappointed. Speaking of basic actions, we kind of missed one while we were quickly oh, yeah. going over Yeah, it. Dr. J wouldn't forgive us for this. Nefarious one. Broadcast. It's a two-cost. Uh, cancel any active effects previously. or cancel Cancel any active effects of previously used global abilities, and global abilities cannot be used until end of turn. That's strong. That's mm-hmm. uh, if your your opponent <laughs> is buffing or forcing attacks or any of that, or just no. saving just stuff for PXG. Yeah. Or yeah, if they're saving stuff for PXG on your turn, they're they don't get to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wish that. You, I wish it was like a continuous and then move it to mm. uh, the use pile when you use it, but then it would be way, way too strong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, it, it's, but we it's can dream. Really you would yeah. have to like bump it up to like four or five costs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to be really... I think we actually could see this maybe... It could possibly... Because I mean, we still got... Yeah, our, our like meta... That. You know, the meta is still kind mm-hmm. of global heavy, so this is this oh, yeah. could be something yeah, that really, use. really uh, could. So, I mean, start playing around with it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thank you so much for talking about our turtle set. I know it's only been less than a week since it's come out, so yeah, we, we're, we, we we're may have not recording Sunday, yeah. it came out on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I, still I think we're all really excited about it. it. I've had a lot of fun with it, mm-hmm. it's a really, really cool set. It's definitely the better of the two turtle sets, yeah, yep. I agree. definitely, definitely worth getting. Yep, so if you guys have discovered something about the set that we didn't talk about or you want to share with us, shoot us an email doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll have you coming back. And speaking of. Ki- Character, multiple characters with the same name. We'll have you guys back to the roundtable. We're we'll be dreaming double. Yeah, we might be talking about some of these again. Okay, guys, we are back, and we're going to actually be talking about. We're going to do an update to a segment that we did all the way back in episode two. So if you guys want to go check that out, we talked about it, but we're going to give you an update to it. And of course, in terms of bag manipulation, there are two people that I like to kind of think about. Um, one of them, like, doesn't care about what's... Re- well, he does pretty good bag manipulation of his own bag, but he really cares about what's in your bag. So that's Dr. J, that's where right. he's, 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 you know, the resident bag stuffer. And of course, the other person is the man for the longest time. I remember in clearing, like, I love it when I play games that I don't have to use my bag. <laughs> and like... It's like it's so foreign when I have to put dice into my bag. Like four turns in a row, I just leave my bag there. It's just decoration. Yeah, yeah that is the KO team. Welcome, gentlemen. How are you guys all doing tonight? Doing good. All right, so um, where do we want to start out with this update to bag stuffing? Because it it's kind of crazy because that was a little over six months ago that we did this, and it, the, the, the kind of the world of bag manipulation yeah. has been updated since Yeah, then. so I wanted to talk a little bit about, about bag stuffing. I mean, it kind of became my thing. Um, when this killer, when Killer Frost came out, because it was the first real bag stuffing card. I mean, they had other ones. There was um, the ha- the Elf Thief. There was an thief. Elf One Thief. Of the there was Alyssa Drac, and I remember trying to make teams where I would make those work together, but it was just so hard to make them work together because it had such weak stats. 
and it just wasn't effective because you were usually just stuffing sidekicks in their bag. And while that worked, I mean, you had to get like three characters going, and it was just hard. Some of us like to stuff the sidekicks in the bag. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's a, it's a really good one. I mean, Russ has a crane team, and that's all crane does. When fielded, put all <laughs> sidekicks in your, from, your, from your opponent's use pile and their preparatory into their bag. There is nothing more annoying than just buying that seven-cost character and him stuffing all the sidekicks in yeah. your bag and you saying, I'm not seeing that thing. Was, wasn't this like that t- one of your one of your epic two hour games that you guys had? We had another one just the other <laughs> night. I played. He was. We were testing some WKO, and I was playing Killer Frost, and he's like, "Let's try your control team against my control team." And I was like, <laughs> "This is a bad idea," and it went for a long. And time. then you guys started setting up tents and you know campfire. Yeah, so it was Krang <laughs> against Killer Frost. Um, but anyway, so bag stuffing has really become a thing with. Green Arrow Flash and with Deadpool coming out. So they've got Killer Frost, which I think is the most effective one because you just force a bunch of characters to block her. They all KO her and they all go in the bag. Some people don't agree with that ruling, but I can't see any other way that you would rule that. Otherwise, you're getting into like having to decide like well, I, when a character KOs in the middle of the damage yeah. step and that just doesn't and, work. And, and I swear I remember a ruling saying that you can't assign a character to KO zero damage also. So yeah. at least one of the damage is going towards that Killer Frost. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. so the way I see it is you block with four characters, you stack all of their attack, even if it's way more, even if it's 12 and they got four defense, that character took 12 damage and got KO'd. And you don't worry about who did the final point of damage, the killing blow or whatever. They all go in the bag if they're not villains. So that's the ca- caveat to f- Killer Frost. She doesn't do it to that's villains. That's why you want that villain removal. Oh, I need <laughs> so Villain hate is so weak in this game, and I know <laughs> that because that's the weakness of this team. And villain hate is just so weak, so we need some more villain hate. Whiz I think every game I tell you how much I hate that ruling and how it is but i know it's right so yeah it's just as frustrating that all my characters are going in the bag yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you just hate it just be, like say if i was playing that team and I, I did it would you just not like hate it less because it was just me and not dr j probably so. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm putting super rare iron man industrialist on my team because it's super common card so he won't know it's just yeah that, for his team but. but even if they were to rule that she only does like one or two characters or whatever even then, you're talking about I'm, all those high fielding cost characters going in the bag, and I, I tested it the other day, and you put like a, a tax on fielding costs on a team like that. Ugh, and bag stuffing just... is the worst because you stuff stuff in their bag and sidekicks. If you have Venom from Civil War out and he makes them pay one extra energy to field sidekicks and you just stuffed a bunch of sidekicks in their bag, they're going to be hating life because you're clearing their field and they can't refield or, and purchase at the same time. So fielding so, costs is what really makes bag stuffing work. So it's important to understand when we're talking bag manipulation, whether it's mine or my opponent's, there are two aspects to what everybody knows as PXG is kind of the king of, of bag manipulation. Because it does both right, ramp and turn. Right. We're always looking at the ramp, and everybody talks about the ramp. But, but honestly, I think what PXG gives you more than ramp, obviously it gives you ramp. Those amount of dice are nice. But I know exactly what four dice mm-hmm. I'm rolling next time yeah, that I purchased. Yeah, because uh, you guys probably agree the most frustrating thing in this game is when you're on that turn and you're like, oh, I need to draw this dice out of the bag, and you draw four sidekicks out of your bag. Right. Oh, yeah. And right. you, have so, four side, you have four sidekicks in that one character, so the odds of you not drawing it are, right. you know, And like it, if we look nothing. at some of the uh, globals that give us ramp, they actually do more churn than ramp, like... 
resurrection and those kind of things are, it's a one for one. So what it's really doing is just getting that die out of your bag. Same with Professor X. As great as the the ramp is, it's it's, it's a, about the cycling of your dice. Right. It's a, yeah. two, it's a two for one. So I'm paying one energy for two dice next time. So I do have to sacrifice something on my turn to get it at the beginning. Obviously, it catches up and it's really fast, and we all know that. It provides a turn three kill in the game. But it, it, it's the control of the bag. Like I've said before, when I play with PXG competitively, I don't I love to get through games where I never even touch my bag. You know, that way I have control of my bag and I know what's going. So when we're talking bag stuffing, it's not like I think a lot of times there's the reaction of, well, they'll just I'll, I'll they'll just, just pull it out know, next yeah, time. So yeah. it's not a big deal. I don't but if you have, you know, six dice in your bag and you're putting in three sidekicks, you've just drastically changed the odds of what you're going to pull out. And that's why, to me, like, bag stuffing, Krang is just really nasty. When you, you just get immobilize the field. Yeah. Like, I, I saw it going on. I'm like, yeah, Dr. J's not doing anything. So, yeah. so yesterday I was playing Steve, and this, this covers two points that we've kind of mentioned here. The first, I was playing Steve with the new turtle set, and he had a really good field, and there was a, a time where my used pile was so full because I was rolling a bunch of energy and I'd bought so much stuff. I grabbed my whole used pile and dumped it into my bag. And I was like, that thing probably weighs almost like three fourths <laughs> of a pound or like a pound. I was like, I feel so bad because I just dumped like 23 dice into my bag. I'm like, this is going to take five or six turns to get through. And that's just the nastiest feeling in the world. So churning through your bag is super important. Another thing that happened in that game was I was playing Lethal Blow, the basic action from that set, and the new Ranatilly that lets you spin action dice to whatever side you want. On the double burst side, you get to put a character die from the field into your opponent's bag. And so I was using that, and he, was, he had me on the ropes. I was going to lose, and as soon as I started stuffing his big characters into his bag and making him pay to refield them, it totally changed the game because I was KOing his characters like crazy, and they're going to the prep area, and he just re-rolled them and refilled them. And that's the big difference between bag stuffing is if they want to refill that character, that's pay almost all of their energy that they got out of that draw to refill that character that they just had in the field. So it changes their roles so drastically that it, it just kills their game. Right. And there's some fun combos that aren't always expensive. I know Crane gets a lot of people concerned because he's a seven cost and then the fielding. But there's uh, Static, which, you know, a lot of us really love to play there's numerous combos with static I, th- if you, I, I think your recent favorite one was using static and the, right agent uh, carter agent carter, agent carter will KO put sidekick to the back KO sidekick to the back so every time my opponent rolls if they have sidekicks i'm pinging that sidekick into the bag and even just one sidekick can, you can throw things off it, yeah. it'll change what my opponent's drawing you know so that combo works against me as well too if my sidekick it, gets KO'd so it's it's some of the piloting you need to work on and and play with but it's definitely you know that manipulation of a bag alters games it can win games that being said the basic way if I were to say let's take out uh, any globals or certain character abilities the best way that I find to manipulate the bag as much as I dislike walls and when I play heavy control I, I know I build a wall but the easiest way to start control is to fill those sidekicks and thin out the amount of 
sidekick dice that you have. So, you know, if I can eliminate the number of dice, that helps my bag. So I think going along with this, it's important to understand it's okay to pass up purchasing things. You know, don't feel like you have to purchase yeah. all the time because then you get 20 dice and they're going in your bag. I will many times just pass on purchasing anything, keep the four sidekicks that I just drew because it wasted my turn because I know if I anything that I buy is going to alter the mathematical statistics of what I draw next time. So especially toward the end of a game, I, I always see players do this where they, they buy stuff that they'll never even have the chance to feel. Yeah, it's purchase. almost like a Hail Mary at that point. Right. Like, yeah. And it, and it alters, like I said, the mathematical perception of what you're going to get. So it's okay to just pass up. Um, most of my competitive teams, I only need, you know, four or five characters, one of each of whatever I'm playing against. The rest is just what happens during the flow. Uh-huh. I know we all like Superhero Registration Act here. Uh-huh. Um, that's I think more... like is under-exaggerated, too, by the way, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like relaxing. but Right. It's more of a churn. That action is more of a churn than a ramp. Like, I can get everything through my bag every turn if, it's go- if it goes right. So I think bag manipulation is big, and there's there are characters or abilities that allow you to pass up the bag, which I think is is big part of some of this Prime or the newer stuff that's going to take PXG you, out. You know what I think is going to be big in Prime is the new Dark Side that was spoiled recently from the new Batman set, and he's got a global on him that says, pay a generic energy, take move a die from your prep area to your used pile, and then draw a die from your bag and put it in your prep area. And the reason I say this is big in Prime is because Prime is pretty light on globals, and there are so many games where I just have leftover energy at the end in my reserve pool, and uh-huh. I'm like, well, I've got one shield, and I don't have a shield global, and you don't have a shield global. I can't use it. So what do I do with that? I use it, move a sidekick from my prep area, and put one in my pull yeah. one from my uh, bag into my prep area. Especially this happens often to me, is like I'll pull out all the dice. I'm like, where's that one character die I need? And I look in my bag. It's that lone die right there. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, and anytime that you can trade a sidekick in your prep area for maybe something better or even another sidekick, it's not like you lost anything by doing that, especially if it was energy that was going to be wasted anyway. So I think he's going to be a big bag churner in Prime. Right. And and then you've got uh, the new Renatilly. I think I forget the time one is a big one where when she's filled, you can swap a die in your used with one in your reserve pool. Now... Having played that a little bit this last week, the one thing you run into is just the amount of dice that, that you have. So you have to create churn before that, but that's something you can take that character that you bought and not worry about it going to your bag and getting lost. She's sort of like a polymorph in right. a way. She's a three-cost. When you field her, you say, I don't want this sidekick, and I'm going to roll this character out of my use pile, maybe even one you just bought. And if you're lucky, you could field it that turn. Um, so she's, I think, really good. And like we're talking about bag manipulation, a big part of that is bypassing the bag if uh-huh. you can. Yeah. Getting stuff out of your use pile before it has a chance to go into your bag so you're increasing your odds. So I think uh, another one, Rip Hunter's Chalkboard, is a big 
change to bag manipulation because yeah. if someone has it on your team, you're like, well, great. I don't have to wait two or three turns for that to come through my bag before I get it. Yeah, and, yeah. and that, that's actually sort of why I like the rare Shikla from Deadpool because yeah. essentially now instead of having eight sidekick dice in your bag, you have seven because that dice is in limbo for a turn, so it's almost yeah, essentially you right. just took it out of your bag. And it's also, at the same time, once she's in cycle, once you get her going, it's like you have five dice every turn that you can roll. So, and, you know, five compared to four may not seem like a big difference, but that one extra die is a huge difference, especially when you're talking, I want to chalkboard that four-cost character, or I need to buy a five-cost character. It makes a big difference. So we all know I like to KO things to move stuff to the prep, whether it's singing or whatever it might be. Or just be. this, like, green scarecrow dude. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen a, I've only so, seen him done a couple times. I like so, the yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Anyway, we'll disregard that comment. <laughs> anyway, so the new thing that I've been working on is chalkboard, the actual two-cost rare when am I action. Since uh, I was playing a little bit with Jay Garrick, I was proxying it, found out, talked to Dr. Jay after we actually read the card. <laughs> That's that, always an important skill to yeah, read the card. Yeah, read the, the card. The, I was doing it every time I uh, filled it a bolt or shield, I'd move something to the prep. But I, uh, it's only once per turn. But anything I can use to the prep or uh, use to the prep, and then when I would, what I was doing is I'd roll that action, the actual action, and I could pull out all of my dice and get the ones that I wanted, and then I could start fresh with my churn, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It's so if kind I of, kind of like side, a reset, you know, right? So yeah. you if I have eight floor. sidekicks, I can reset and get that. So. Don't overlook that. I know a lot of us bring it for the global, but I think at two cost, actually providing a chance to churn the dice and start yeah, new is, cause, is really Yeah, because sometimes just that, the order of stuff just thrown off. You're like, right. man, I can't get this going off, and just being able to reset is good. Yep. Um, so um, we're running out of time right now, so do you guys want to – any last things you want to mention before we wrap up? Um, in the Deadpool set, the Miguel O'Hara, that's another great bag stuffer. Anytime you KO something but with combat damage, rare. it goes in the bag. It doesn't matter. It's, the rares, it's the, the rares, the rares. It's, it's worthless compared to this one. <sighs> <laughs> and we we've said it a lot. Uh, I think many times throughout our episodes, but it's okay to pass up on purchasing. I mentioned it now. Don't just waste energy to waste it. Yeah, don't just don't just spend it because you have it. Make sure it's a yeah. Invest you invest in it and make sure it's going to help you. An- another final point that that I like to make frequently is. Now that controlling your opponent's bag is a part of the game, always make sure you know what's in your opponent's bag. Play with characters that make you learn that. So practice, that you practice, practice. Know what what it is they're gonna they're gonna pull. Um, Constantine is a great one. Lockjaw, any of those that make you name dice out of your opponent's bag, that's gonna get you in the habit of knowing what they've purchased and what's where, when. Mm-hmm. I'll make a plug for Larflees just <laughs> as, we, <laughs> okay, yeah. as we go out here. Yep. All right, so guys. Polly Fleas. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, we'll have both of you back along with the other crew to do a segment that I, I think part of me just, it makes me happy when we're dreaming double. So we'll see you guys in a second. Okay, guys, we have the full crew. Um, we have the Brown Messiah, Ken Pool, the KO King, and Dr. J. Welcome, gentlemen. Um, this segment is called Dreaming Double, and I'm excited about this because we have this conversation all the time where we're just sitting there playing a game. Man, wouldn't it be so cool if I could have this character, like, you know, if I could have this Scarecrow and another Scarecrow on my team at the same time, see how that works. Other than Russ, Russ is like, there's only one Scarecrow to rule them all. The yellow uh, one. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, yes, he has a yellow stripe York. Right? Yeah, the rare. Yeah. So, like, there's, you know, there's the no way we light. can do this because, of course, the rules prohibit you from having the same character more than once on your team. Um, but it's always kind of fun to dream once in a while. So, who wants to start out with it? Um, Diego, you're going last because there's like eight of your characters. Yeah. You you can make a full team with that. Yeah, I probably could. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll start with Scarecrow. We all know that. Uh, so it's that the I one like. that you got in the OP kit, right? It's uh, the rare from yeah, War of the Light. You get you get you, an organized play. Hey, no, Doctor Dre, you're actually Doctor Dre. Dre. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Dr. Dre. <laughs> it's That's actually right. I would put both rares: hallucinogenic phobias and hallucinogenic vapors. So the War of Light one that probably doesn't get played as much. When Scarecrow is filled, choose a non-opposing or a, opposing non-villain character die and roll it if it is not a character face KO it and any copies of the same die. I think you, so, you, you were the first one to use it against me. You could actually play oh. this pretty well. You could get rid of a lot of sidekicks or a lot of cheap characters in your opponent's field. Yeah, this was one of my favorite things to use so. in, World, in uh, the War of Light uh, drafts and stuff like that. But and the, even constructed, it was really fun. But the downside to it is if you KO the characters, you can't take control of them. Yeah, so right. what you would do if you had both. So, oh, you'd field that and then KO all of your scare, other scarecrows and then steal their entire field all at one go. Dude, that's... He's a villain. He's a villain. Oh, oh, had me thinking there for a second. That's right. But, but, Stupid villain. Thing. But, so so what you could do is you could clear their field with anything repeat. I think best it would probably work for sidekicks. And then you would play the hallucinogenic vapors with your blue eyes and KO. The other one that I do like from World's Finest is Horror of Gotham. Um, when he's filled you take control of all their sidekicks. So what I'm working on now with my crane team is one avoidance for stuffing sidekicks in the bag with crane is to field, right? And then there's slash and other things if they keep the energy. So they filled the sidekicks, then you buy front line, and then you filled the scarecrow and you take all their sidekicks that they were trying to avoid putting in their bag. So I'm sorry, you're going to need a, a chart to explain <laughs> that. <to you. laughs> and I know everybody likes the Legion of Doom scarecrow to start. So. start. You mean the best scarecrow? No, 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 no. And no, you the only reason you don't like it is because you can't chain it with the other scarecrows. Like if you could chain that somehow with the other scarecrows, I think you'd like it. More. I think he doesn't like it because it's got the OG look. You know, I think it, it involves that thing he never does. It's attacking. <laughs> yeah, that. It does something with attacking. I don't understand. Yeah, when do no, you do that? Yeah, it's a wall-up card. It's a wall-up card. It makes your opponent can't attack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, of course, I, didn't, I mean, we've mentioned Constantine before, Hellblazer, Anti-Hero. There's, there's four different Conrad. Constantines, and each one of them is good yeah. uh, to varying degrees. I've actually I've got them pulled up right here. Yeah, what, the OP one is the one that I He's think the original forget. life game. Is, yeah. He's Awesome. Yeah, the the OP one once per turn when fielded gain one life. That's awesome, especially if you have a way to keep KOing him and refielding him. Um, Is it Hellblazer? To carry yourself in this game? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Hellbla- Hellblazer is uh, one of the biggest super rares still. I think in the game, it's amazing. You can put him on any team, I swear, and it. It fits. It's cheap enough, and it hurts about it. It is the single I best jack the, of all trades card yeah, in the game. I live by the by the the fact that this guy will always be relevant in the game, no matter what. I'm just excited for when World is done. If you know, when the winner posts this, I I got my ten bucks set aside so I can buy this foil version of Constantine. Because I'm, I'm thinking yeah, ten, ten, yeah, ten's about I'm right. I'm thinking like ten yeah, to twenty. Yeah, that yeah. should be plenty enough. 
Um, he, also, his, his common anti-hero, which it will be a little bit easier to get the foil of that. That's one of the top WKO prizes. Uh, while he's active once per turn, at the end of your opponent's roll and reroll step, you make them roll uh, another a- one of their action dice. Um, that's obviously very good. And I think the one that get the, gets the least recognition is the uncommon... Well, he's active. You may name a character before you draw. If you draw and roll that character this turn, you can field it for free. That's good too. Like yeah, for free fielding is always of, good. For the worst of four abilities, that's still a pretty good ability. Like, it'd be really cool if they would spread some of these awesome abilities out to other characters. Yeah, right. <laughs> ideally, <laughs> ideally keeping with the two cost. Like yeah. whether whether they stay shields or not, uh, two cost is awesome for all if, of these. If abilities. they if they reprinted an ability like Hellblazer, though, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be on like a five cost card. If they were to to just reprint it on a new set, it's not going to be a two cost. They're going to be like that. Probably was a little powerful for what it does. Honest question though, with and that, that'd be fine. And this is probably on my mind because of that. Just crushing team I played yesterday that the filling cost was a big deal. Can I, would that Constantine override the Oracle and the other things? If it it says that it's free to field, then it cancels anything that makes you pay more. But for cards like Cerebro, where it says they have to pay a minimum Minimum. of two, then it doesn't work in that situation. What about Oracles? What does her say? Hers is an additional one more. more. So free is free in that case. Yeah. Um, oh, so that is pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to go with one now. I think Batgirl is really a good one. That I'd like both of her abilities. Mm-hmm. So the common from Green Arrow Flash, which says while she's active, your opponent may not target your character dice with character abilities. That one's really good to, to stop just any character abilities at all. And then you've got Batgirl Babs, obviously, from World's Finest, which yeah. is mini Green Goliath. So I, I personally still think she's better than Green Goliath. Yeah. But and then I think it's her common is the, a, is a fairly early game one too. The, where uh, she can just attack on blocks. Right. Yeah. yeah. The uncommon is really good too. From was great uh, World, in drafts. from World's Finest. Yeah. Uh, she can only be blo- or she can't be blocked by sidekicks or villain character dice. That's awesome. You know, like that early game. She's a, a three cost mask. You can get her out early, and it's a lot harder to block her, especially if you're going against a villain team. Really, in drafts, I, I thought that was a really big card for that set. Oh, yeah. With how many villains there were in the world's finest drafts, that, that it was an awesome like first pick, getting her uncommon. Yeah. If you if you get Babs in the draft, they'll play that one, because it I, will just wreck that draft. <laughs> <laughs> I, I oh, really will say I wasn't kidding that I think the Bat, Batgirl Babs is... is uh, better than Green Goliath, just because of how I counter Green Goliath. I know not everybody does, but if I'm facing a Scarecrow, I can avoid KOing and still using Babs. Well, and then and then it's just another way. You have three opportunities, essentially, right. um, whereas with Green Goliath, you're usually only using it like twice or something like that. Right, and it's <laughs> fully clear in the field. I like the surgical precision of of Babs myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll go with one of mine, and I, I just realized maybe I should have been working for the IRS. And it's the it's Lex Luthor. Like if I could play <laughs> all the Lex Luthers, I'd be taxing the crap out of you for everything. Because <laughs> um, like you, you guys know, my favorite one, or the one I played often early on, was Lex Luthor Power Suit, where it costs you to pay two to use basic action dice. So good, so good, especially if you're. You, that card is disgusting I'll, I'll, to play against. Yeah, if you're, if no, you're using a ramp basic <laughs> action, you have to pay two to ramp. That's yeah. just, <laughs> just that's so it. defeating. <laughs> yeah, you roll a basic action, you're almost always like, it's not worth it. 
I won't play it. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, bad. You know, so that that's just common. But then you jump to his rare that's in, in Justice League, too. It's like, when fielded, choose an opponent's character card, canceling all previous choices. Your opponent cannot tr- purchase that die with Lex Luthor. It's like, okay. Say you if you can, he's a five cost, so it might take some time. But say you can get him out against a multiple man team. Hey, have fun trying to buy all six of your multiple men at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that I, what, to your Lex Luthor point, uh, the one that I like here is the uh, the common from World's Finest One field and name an energy type while Lex Luthor is active. Uh, characters of that energy type cost one more to purchase and field. Um, this is just kind of a cool way. Like, let's say you're in competitive and you're coming up against a lantern ring team. You kind of like nullify. Yeah, you know, ooh, yeah it's both like, of yeah, those yeah. taxing Lex Luthers on <laughs> yeah. your team. Gross. Two to field. Two to. Oh god. Oh yeah, and then, then then you just why not add his uncommon from World's Finest too? Is while Lex Luthor is active, damage from the first character die that damages is turn reduced to one. You know, so that way you at least are reducing their your math down to one, and that's always a good way to clear out a big character that you just want out of your way. Because the thing about Lex Luthor is he's hard to get out of the field. He's always got big defense stats, and man, he's hard to get yeah, out of the field. Like even looking at his uh world or his uh War of Light one. Oh, the, war, the my my three fa- cost one is when fielded gain two life yeah. equal to or if you have the highest, highest purchase, purchase cost in your field. Um, but his stats go, he's 2-2, two, 3-3, two, three, three, and then 3-4. Yeah. So. Like, oh, he's not very good, but his yeah. other, other like I like Greed <laughs> yeah, so, for War of Light yeah. churn. I like Greed. Greed is my favorite character to put in, especially in a villain team, because it provides this just amazing ramp. So you build a villain team, you have Lex Luthor, and then you have Cheetah. So early in the game, you're already drawing an extra die every turn. And yeah. it just helps you work with a villain team. I, I mean, I love that combo he was so a much. He was a total staple on my Orange Lantern team. Uh, <laughs> I do think that there's that, two of them. The the common uh, from World's Finest that you guys mentioned with the the taxing of an energy. I think mm-hmm. in Prime, if we see a lot of multiple man super rares locally, I'll probably run that just yeah. because yeah, and, and you know, I, it taxes and that. I think the one that people forget a lot about is the super rare. Um, from World's Finest because it says while Lex Luthor's active non-combat damage would, that would reduce li- your life to zero or less instead reduces your life to one. So say you're playing against a ring team if you're if you have enough defender for their blockers that ring team can't can't kill you that way. <laughs> Which yeah. um, like but and then and then even if that you could even like add Ronin to it. <laughs> yeah, just just to be mean. <laughs> just to add insult to injury. <laughs> Um, okay, well, you guys were serious about me going last because I literally have, like, all of the other doubles here. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with uh, with my baby here. Uh, Storm is the one that I would be playing yeah, you could, all of. Can you because, play an 8? Yeah, you, <laughs> you prob- yeah you, can, you can play an 8-man uh, Storm team. Uh, these, uh, the fir- she came out first in AVX, of course. My favorite one that I always run because of the art mostly is Wind Rider for the promo. Uh, but it's the... Uncommon from the set when fielded, re-roll up to two opposing character die. Each die that does not roll a character goes to your opponent's use pile. Storm deals two damage to your opponent for each die moved this way. And I uh, ran ran this with great effect with uh, Fabricate, other things that are just kept for me to reloading it, reloading it. Um, I know this one's Jared's favorite one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. <laughs> um, and then the other one is uh, that I would also run is and she's just she's just awesome removal. Uh, when storm attacks, it's the four cost goddess of the plane. When storm attacks, reroll each of your opponent's character die, 
or, or opponent's characters. Place any that do not result in a character Ugh. into your opponent's breath. This is yeah. brutal when you have X twenty three on your team. Yeah. Oh, brutal. It's insane. And and that and that's a win attacks and it stacks. So if you don't hit it on that first one, you attack with two and you can do it twice. Um, and then the one that came out most recently from Deadpool um, was the this is three starting cost. to become my favorite one. Yeah, the three. <laughs> this is the three cost weather delay when, while Storm card. is active. Oh no, this is the uncommon actually. Um, while Storm is active, your opponent may not reroll basic action dice. Oh, um, I should put that with, put that with Lex Luthor. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Throw, oh, just throw Oracle on there, too. So they have, to, they have to roll it right, and they have to pay a whole bunch to use it. And if they don't roll it, they don't get to do anything. Yeah. Just call me the tax man. That's, that's oh where you bring gosh. Superhero Registration Act and just let them buy it. <laughs> like, you have to pay three energy to use that, and I'm going to KO a character. Um, but the other one that I've been using a lot lately and um, that I'm probably going to be focusing on for more, Prime is uh, Storm Extra Lightning. While Storm is active, when you use an action die, deal one damage to target opponent or character die. And in Prime, I mean, up until before uh, Unstable Canister with TMNT, the new TMNT site that came out, there wasn't any, like, excellent way to start pinging off your characters, like pinging off your bags, pinging your your static, whatever. Now, this Storm is an excellent way to do that with action dice, um, and I really, really love that. Uh, and then, what was the other one? She's only three costs yeah, to she, do that. So yeah. I love that you can either hit a character... Hit your character, hit your opponent. That just opens the yeah, door. Yeah, I mean, like you, you can't go wrong. You know, if you don't have one option, go with the other one. Yep. Right. Oh, I'm gonna play momentum. Oh, and I'll hit my my Babs, and I'll mm-hmm. clear your field, and you or, know. or I'll 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 get my you know a storm that I may need to get back right. with the momentum, and let's mm-hmm. do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I storm is, and then, and then there's also a storm from a uncanny and. They're, they both have, two of them have globals that are really, really... You're talking um, about the heroic one, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> not, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the other two that have globals on them, Russ, not that her- What is heroic? I'm confused. Um, back in the day before Team Watch existed. See, I didn't play in, in, in Uncanny, mm-hmm. so I have no idea what heroic is. <laughs> heroic is this amazing ability when you put these superheroes together they become stronger superheroes huh. so yeah. you mean isn't like, that just team watch yeah yeah no they pair <laughs> up they're like we're gonna go fight this battle together yeah Her- heroic means they're holding hands yeah. uh, <laughs> actually every time i think of that storm i just mm. think of how jealous i am of ken's professor x dice that is the oh, color yeah. of that storm. Oh, oh yeah, he's got that. Yeah, he totally misprint. sniped that out of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, and it's, <laughs> and it's super awesome too. It's so pretty. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so speaking of our kind of of her base, this is like I think she's she's like the more she she comes out and sets, she's like become my favorite, uh, and that is the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, um, the Scarlet Witch is awesome. I mean. The, the the first one I fell in love with was was the rare from Deadpool where you do one damage to all players, one damage to all non fist characters, and two damage to all fist characters. It's, ah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start going back. She also has the uh, Baron Zemo reprint where in Doctor Strange, while Scarlet Witch is active, when you use an action die, you may pay one to use to move it to your prep area. You guys know how much I love using that to move Kryptonite over. That's such a good <laughs> ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she she even has a life gain too with actions too, which I 
almost forgot because I used the other one it, um, from Doctor Strange. And hmm, while, sounds while, like she would go really well with a storm. Yeah. So, so, while, while Scott <laughs> or life gain with yeah. the one that deals you damage when you field her. Yeah. Um, so that one's a good one. And going back to UXM. Um, Super rare is not bad. The, the, yeah. the rare, I actually, it's not the greatest ability, but I totally forgot it existed until we looked back. Um, it's like on the turn after Scarlet Witch is fielded, you may make your opponent reroll one of one die from his initial roll before he rerolls. So, you know, it's, it's a good way to make yeah, him reroll yeah. an action yeah. that they rolled or something. I wish character. it was after their reroll yeah. step, but it's still yeah. not bad. Yeah. And then the last but not least is a super rare is while Scarlet Witch is active, you may reroll any or all of your dice one additional time during the roll and reroll step, which in like a draft or something when you pull this so awesome yeah so awesome that ability has been reprinted twice two other times but it's still like really good ability yeah, yeah. but she's yeah. og all right so um do we have any other characters i actually just thought of another one and there are these two it's another storm no <laughs> <laughs> i thought we read them all you there will be another one <laughs> there know. will be one to come uh it's actually beast um beast mutate 666 and beast, a lot of beast. uh genetic expert um i i don't know why i always think that genetic expert and mutate 666 are the same but they're not they're two different is ones. that the one where you so, gain life when he attacks and is knocked out and then one where you gain life when he's so, it, out. so genetic expert is uh, if beast is knocked out while blocking, you gain one life. Uh, on the burst, you your opponent takes two damage, and then mutate six 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 is uh, when he blocks, draw one die and place in your prep. On the burst, draw two dice, place one in your prep and one in your use. Oh, I was thinking of the beast from Age of Ultron, where if he blocks or if he attacks and is knocked oh, yeah, out, the then beast he gains two if life. He's KO'd while attacking. He's got yeah. he's got a good one yeah. in, in age of So you can also. just attack with those ones and then block with the other ones. That'd be fun. Yeah, and then there's also the and beast the that has yeah, geneticist. my favorite subtitle oh, yeah. for every character is the fairest <laughs> geneticist. I love it. And he allows you if you uh, when block beast with him, blocks yeah. you may purchase a die with cost two or lower for free. Yeah. On the burst you may purchase a die with cost three or lower instead. So when I play him on like a fun build I always just allow my opponent to buy all my dice for me with a force attack or something and just keep buying all those cheap characters. Yeah. All those morphing jars for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Um, thank you so much. I mean, because, like, oh, did we, did, oh, yeah, we forgot from our well, new set. Yeah. I mean, we could just go over <laughs> yeah. foot ninjas again like we did earlier. I, I want a foot ninja. All the foot ninjas. What, what I want is one with all of their abilities on it. I want a two-cost <laughs> swarming ally... Uh, foot ninja that gets buffed by all sidekicks in the field zone and when he attacks you do damage for each one and <laughs> when they're KO'd you get to move one into the field level 3 I yeah. don't think that's unreasonable the, the, the card <laughs> I mean the card would have to be like 6 inches long to fit all of that and it might be it 16 be, costs yeah and but that would be fine it would be totally <laughs> worth it for a max let's just make it a max 8 while yeah, we're yeah, yeah. It, that's perfectly every bit of that is perfectly reasonable and and I just want a super super foot ninja yeah, I, I can just <laughs> I, I can see Kenneth's whole team is just a foot ninja and Professor X, so he can buy all. <laughs> can I can I plug one more really quick? I want to be able to play the cockatrice minor monstrosity from Fair and Under Siege and the cockatrice lesser monstrosity from Fair and Under Siege <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, so doing the, the same thing. Yeah, the minion monstrosity is when fielded, KO target character die with a purchase cost of four or less. And the other one is when cockatrice is fielded, KO target character die with purchase cost of four or less. 
So. so you just want eight dice for this card. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, just, I think it's funny. They give the same ability, the same freaking card twice. Yeah. All right. So we would love to hear from you guys. What, what what would you make a team of of just if you could have multiples of the same character? Two ten cost Thanos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want an all Ultron team, too. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nasty. Yeah. Don't need the drones, just all the Ultrons. Yeah. <laughs> well, the- you have to have the drones. Yeah. <laughs> there, but we would we would love to hear from you guys. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much, and we finished an episode without getting kicked out. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. What do you think of this new turtle set? And what's your favorite dreaming double character? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, cool write-ups, and, you know, just a place where you can talk to us, too. That's doubleburst.com. Big thanks to Gamehaven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, check them out. And Sandy. And if not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. And, of course, big thanks to all of you who listen. Everybody on the team appreciates it. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Yeah.